Hey, welcome to the Gig Life Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie Taylor. I hope you're doing well. My guest today, well, it's Jade McRae, and she's back. Last time she was on the show was in April 2019, which ended up being episode number 42. Um, If you haven't heard that, go back and check it out. You don't have to hear that before this one. This was a catch-up. It's been five years. A lot's happened in five years. We recorded this at the Starfish Club at Valley Bowling Club. It was right before her second sold-out show. I got to hang around after the recording for what ended up being a pretty special gig, and um, I feel pretty lucky to have been one of the people in that room to uh, to be able to witness what was an incredible gig. All right, let's rip an eight. This is episode 142. Jade McRae returns. Here we go. Rolling. Welcome back, Jade McRae. Thank you for having me. Hey, how are you? I'm good, really good. good. Thank you. It's um, it's two months off five years since the first first wow. one. Wow, jeez, that's flown by. Yeah, and um, I probably best prefer this view than the. <laughs> so we're, so we're currently at the Clavelli Bowling Club, which is the Starfish Club. Right? That's right. Yeah. Right. So what's the um, what's the deal with the Starfish Club? Because yeah, the last bunch of times that you've been back. You, you play here. Yeah, so yeah. it's a it's actually a really wonderful gig, um, spearheaded by Hamish Stewart and Jonathan Schwartz, and they've been putting this gig on for I think it's almost twenty five years, um, and uh, it's the first Monday of every month, and the location or the venue has been Clovelly Bowling Club for a long time, at least 15 years, I feel like. Uh, and it just it happens every month, and uh, they usually are the um, house band, and you can bring in any other musicians that you want, have a small band, a big band. Um, and what's great about it is, uh, you know, there's a really dedicated um, audience that basically always come. And uh, Right, so the, the people that were here last, well, so, so for the people to know, this is... Your second night here? Yeah, yeah, we yep. played last night too. Yep, yep. So you reckon you get the same people here tonight? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, maybe, well, maybe, did you maybe some, some super eager eager people will come two <laughs> nights in a row. Yeah. But definitely last night there were people who I've seen here a number of times. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's really great like that. Um, it's one of the few gigs where I feel like you... Um, I don't really have to promote, and um, you know it's um, it's all good. It's you, people just come, and and that's amazing. You know, these days as a musician, you know, we spend so much time having to promote things and begging people to come and buy tickets or buy this or buy that. And this is one of those rare places where you can feel pretty comfortable that people are just going to come along and have a good time. Yeah, that's cool. Mum can sit in if she wants. She can. Is it um, plus? Uh, yeah, all plus one. Plus one, not plus two. No, oh, times two. two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My mum's with me tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so we're sitting in the back. We're sitting in the we're in the gig room, and there's a bit of a sound check sound going, check on, going which on. Is yeah. your dad playing at the moment? I it's can't actually see. it's actually Bill Risby. Oh, over is there. it? Oh, yeah. I haven't turned around yet. So. so you know, you couldn't really ask for some yeah, yeah. more beautiful ambient music in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think last when we were at my place, the last one we had. Uh, we had birds. We had a guy on the whippersnapper. That's I don't know right. if you remember that. I do. Yeah. 
and gum nuts dropping on the roof. That's right. Well, yeah. you know, we were in nature and yeah. now um, <laughs> here is pretty spectacular though. So for people who haven't been here, the bowling club is set like right on the cliffs of Clovelly yeah. and it's basically panoramic views of the ocean from any point in the room. So it's a, it's a, an amazing spot to play, especially in the summertime because you get to see the view and it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. 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 So I've... Yeah, like I said, I haven't been to the bowling club. I've been to the Clavelli Hotel mm-hmm. a number of times. Oh, yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a pretty cool hangout, but, yeah, no, top, sure. top spot. Yeah. And it, I was, I went back and had a bit of a listen to that last episode mm-hmm. yesterday. And the first thing I noticed, and like I said, it's been five years, the first thing I noticed was my voice has changed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little bit, sounds older, sounds a bit sort of, Sort of croaky, a little more character. Let's little, put it that maybe, way. Maybe, maybe character. Yeah. And um, and so what I my my question to you there is, in this last five years, have you noticed your singing voice change, your tone of your voice, or um, yeah, probably a some, little. Is it probably a little con- bit. Is it something you're conscious of? Definitely. You know, yeah. I mean, I guess you know, as a singer, your voice is your instrument, so you're hyper focused on your tone at all times, really. And but sometimes. Um, you know, changes happen so incrementally that you don't really notice it until you look back on something like what you just did. Right. Um, and I, funnily enough, if I listen back to my um, releases from the early 2000s, yeah. I mean, my voice sounds significantly different now. Okay. Uh, you, it still sounds like me, but it's like a, it's a baby version, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, it's almost sounds like you've kind of sped the tape up a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so I think all, all voices change over time and, Let's just say, um, you know, I've, I've probably got a little more character in my voice five years on than I did before as well. Yeah, well, it's been a hell of a five years. It's so, been busy. It's been a lot of singing and yeah. a lot of use of the voice. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> so I think when um, when we last left that off, you, yeah. your album was at the Masters, at the uh-huh. Masters. You were yes. about to get it back. Yeah. And the plan was to release a couple of singles, which you went on and did. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Did you get a chance to sort of tour before COVID sort of kicked in? No, not really. So, mm. yeah, it was really unfortunate timing for the release of that album. Um, the first singles, first two singles, or at least one single came out before COVID. Uh, but basically, I think as of the second single, that was right around when COVID hit. Yeah. And uh, the album I put out um, in the middle of 2020. So it was, you know, everyone was stuck at home. And I just, I had already worked on the project for over a couple of years. And I just, I didn't really want to just sort of sit on it and yeah. not put it out. So I put it out anyway. Um, and in the moment, I didn't get to tour around the release. Uh, but the following year, I did come back here to Australia in 2021 and I also toured in um in Europe that year and uh yeah so it, it was sort of a belated album tour or album promo yeah um but we got out there a little bit it was a real shame not to be able to just do it in the moment but I mean them's the breaks it was I mean there were so many other worse things that happened around that time I was actually happy just to have something to sort of um, work on and, and think about in that period, you yeah, know, whilst that, I wasn't actually working on the road or, or yeah, live at all. It was yeah. good to have something to sort of put energy into. Made a couple of music videos just at home and, you know, <laughs> tried to stay creative. So, yeah. Had, had you done that before, made your own videos? No. No, okay. no, I hadn't done it before. So, I yeah, just had it had to go. Actually, you know what? I did do one video myself um, for an alternate sort of project that I had in the, about 2012. Um but yeah, started to get a little bit more into making my own videos. But uh, yeah, it was just 
something to do. You, I mean, you know, we all need all this video um, material these days because yeah. it's sort of the medium that everybody's the most connected to. And so, um, yeah, I had a go at creating some things myself and it was fun. Yeah, yeah. it was a good challenge. And, and your latest two songs, which mm-hmm. we'll talk a little bit about later. You've, sure. You've done videos for those two. I did, yeah, yeah. I did the videos for those two and they yeah. were really DIY, literally just me on my own. So um, They look great. It it's was, really good. <laughs> thank you. I mean, it's it was an effort um, capturing some of it by myself. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like I said, it was a good challenge and I, I've always been interested in photography. I'm by no means anywhere near a professional, not even really an amateur, but I do enjoy taking photos, framing photos, and um, it, I guess it's just an extension of, of that interest. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just try to – I think there's something really fun about um, working with what you've got and trying to make something out of whatever you've got to work with, you know. And interestingly for me, like my first video clips I ever made were like big pop productions, yeah. you know, at least $50,000 was spent on those videos. They were filmed on actual film and stuff like that. So, like, it's a drastic sort of evolution or devolution <laughs> from then to now. But I, you know, it's I'm enjoying the, the challenge of, of coming up with these things. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so when COVID sort of hit, you know, it, that, that all affected people in different ways. Sure. In, your, in that last interview that we did, you spoke of two moments that kind of that shut you down right so the first one was you know you you were a singer and then you went on to do some tv mm-hmm. trying to gather the crowd and stuff and yep. then you know you got sort of bummed because you'd become a celebrity and lost the music that was sort of one yeah sure one point yep and then another point was sort of the breakdown of a relationship at mm-hmm. that time you'd made that yep made that project and you couldn't release it right so yeah. did you have a third shutdown during COVID or no, you, you sort of came through it good? Uh, you know, I think considering the way it was for everyone, I think I weathered, weathered the storm okay. Yeah, okay. Um, it, was a, it was a challenging time. I, I was in a real limbo actually because um, I'd been working a lot in the US, um, touring there, and um, the new relationship that I was in, which was not terribly new but um, still newish, um, was with an American person and uh, I was on this temporary work visa in the US and uh, we found ourselves in a a real quandary because uh, our tour got cut short and I was meant to fly back to Australia a couple of weeks later. And as the days went by, every day things were changing. Australia closed the border to foreigners. Um, Flights were basically being cancelled left, right and centre and it was becoming obvious we were going to have to figure something out really quickly or... I was just going to leave and we didn't had no idea how long it would last and when we would see each other again. So we got married and uh-huh. um, <laughs> it was a real like shotgun wedding, you know, real sort of um, last minute decision and we kind of joked about it at first and then just went ahead and did it. Yeah, and um, yeah. in the end it was, it was great because uh, it would have been a really, really long time away from each other, probably at least, at least a year, probably more. Um, oh, so, so the marriage allowed you to stay? Yeah, that yeah. allowed me to stay in the US. Okay, so, yeah. yeah, we got married, but then we had also, um, neither of us at the time had a, a living situation over there. We were planning to be living in New Zealand at the time. Okay. And we were not, not able to travel to New Zealand. And so we ended up buying an RV and lived in an RV for nearly two years, uh, and which was not... I was about. It sounds really cool, but 
The look yeah. on your face is like you, prob- oh, you probably look. you probably uh, it probably wears on your. Oh, quickly, listen, right? there's you know, <laughs> there's a lot of people worse off than that. Don't yeah, get me okay. wrong, but you know there were it had its challenges. We were not really set up properly. We were at a friend's property. We didn't have running water in the RV. Oh, so you, you weren't know. moving around. We weren't moving around. We so, just so had a Were you able house. to move from? Possibly from state to state. We could have. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. Through COVID, it was. Yeah, it was definitely not. I mean, it was not shut down really compared yep. to here at all. Okay. Um, and obviously that had its repercussions, but um, yeah, we had we did have the the choice to move around if we'd wanted to, um, but we didn't. And so, look, it was it was a challenging time. Obviously, the hardest part for me was not the living arrangement. It was just sort of all of a sudden being stripped of my like work identity and yeah. you know not knowing what to do with myself and being bored and getting broke and um, mm. then just yeah just really trying to find a purpose outside of playing music. Um, so that was really tough and I know all my fellow musicians went through that and everybody dealt with it in different ways. We were lucky where we were living. Uh, we had um, access to some space where we were able to do a huge veggie garden, which is something that I can't normally do because I'm always travelling. So that was a real um, source of solace for me. I, my, the plants were my friends and I would like hand water everything morning and night and it really gave me a little bit of structure to my yeah, life. So yeah. that was a real bonus and, you know, learn to bake sourdough like a lot of other people. <laughs> And um, yeah, we got through it. A lot of, a lot of new know. Instagram and Facebook pages came out of COVID. Oh, they a, sure did. There's a lot of chefs and that's and, right. Uh, and that's right. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I've always carpenters. Been, that's it. I've always been a foodie, but you know, it really came out in full force during COVID. It went to the next level. So yeah, but you know, that got, that was one of the things that really got me through. So yeah. it was good. Yeah, yeah. This podcast sort of got me through. I, I, was, oh, I bet was able to go remote, which I hadn't done before. Mm-hmm. And, at the time, it was all really exciting, but it's good to be back face to face. Ah, totally. The best. Yeah. Um, and I think we've all had enough Zoom. And it, look, it has its yeah. place. It's you know, it's really opened up a lot of other possibilities that we were not really yeah. open to before. But yeah, nothing like face to face. No, they've made plenty of money, eh? Zoom. Oh wow, I bet. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you guys. Oh, so is your is your husband a musician? He's not a musician. He's not okay. But he is in the industry. So he. Um, now that I'm touring full-time with Joe Bonamassa, he's in the team for that um, tour. And okay. he is the – basically handles all the hospitality for the tour. So, you know, manages all the buses, the dressing rooms and, and the catering for the tour. So you, you're touring together? Yeah, we're touring together. Oh, how good's that? It's great. You know, we, we really wouldn't see each other very much otherwise. Mm. Um, and we are touring together but we're – we're somewhat separated on the road. Like we're not, we don't travel on the same bus. Yeah, right. um, often in a different hotel, but we see each other every day. So it's great. it's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, excellent. Yeah. Um, so you, you're from, you're living in Ohio. You said right. No, we're living in uh, Oregon. Uh, Oregon. Sorry. Oregon. Sorry. That's all right. Oregon. So, what's the music scene like there? Oh, you know, not much to speak of in terms of what I do. Okay. Uh, so you've 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 gone and had a look. I you've have tried. had a look. So yeah. I'm about three hours from the city of Portland, and Portland, Oregon has an amazing music scene. Okay. Really cool jazz scene. Great great soul scene. Really great city. But like it's three hours away, mm. and in the winter it's three hours via a pretty snowy like mountain pass. So it's not it's not really viable for me to just pop up there and yeah, do right. gigs all the time. Okay. And where we live, we're sort of in the country, and so there is a thriving like bluegrass and you know, that kind of country, Americana kind of folk 
scene where we live, it, that that goes off. Like there's a mm. lot of that around. But in terms of, you know, more soulful music, there's there's basically nothing in my area. So, you know, we, we have a beautiful home that we've built and it's a really lovely retreat from being on the road. Um, you know, a great place to go home and spend three weeks yeah. recalibrate and just relax. Right. Um, but you know, it's, it's, like, it, it's like a holiday at home, right? It, like literally, literally, you know, literally. So <laughs> it's, and it's perfect for that. But you know, in terms of if I want to get a local gig, there's, there's not a lot going on. So, yeah. you know, for, for our current life status, it's a perfect spot, but you know, we'll see what the future holds. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, one of the, one of the questions I was going to ask a bit later, I guess you maybe just answered that was, you know, yeah, outside, outside of touring, mm-hmm. are you jumping on gigs? People asking you to um, you know, more than anything since being in the US, like I am doing more recording work over there. Okay. Um, and which is wonderful. In studios or remotely? Yeah, yeah. B- both, both. Uh, okay. So, so I have a, you know, um, a setup of my own and then, yeah, I'm in Nashville quite a lot, um, with Joe for rehearsal and mm-hmm. uh, we go, the, we basically begin all of our tours there. So, um, I go through Nashville a lot and so work there. So he's based there, is he? He, he has, yeah, well, it's one of his homes is there. Okay. And, um, all of our gear for tour is stored in Nashville. Uh, right, so okay. every, that's sort of our hub. Okay. And we usually meet there, yeah, rehearse right. for three days and then take off from there. Okay. All, all of these like tour bus companies, a lot of them are based there as well in, in Nashville. So yeah, it's um that's a little bit of a you know a regular spot for me and and also LA um, where there's you know and I get, I work in these beautiful studios there really like iconic studios and it's it's awesome so yeah I mean the American music scene is vast um, and I, you know I'm just barely scratching the surface in terms of you know people that I know or like getting to work with people or whatever but um, yeah bit by bit it's it's been great just to expand my horizons and work with some amazing people and on some really great projects. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. So does it, a lot of that come from people going to a Joe gig and, and seeing you and then asking you who you are? And That does come up quite a lot, yep. um, especially with, you know, how big social media is now. Like yep. anyone can reach out to you if they want to yep. as long as you've got DMs open. Um, so I get a lot of inquiries through social media. Um, and you know, sometimes there are things that, um, are are worth doing or interesting to me and yeah, lots of things come up that way. Um, but also through, um, Joe and also through the musicians in the band, um, as well, who are all really high caliber people with, you know, extensive kind of musical networks. So yeah, you know, I get lots of recommends from them, which is really nice. Uh, and that's just sort of, it's organically just how it kind of plays out you yeah, know yeah yeah that's cool so the um so going back to the 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 gig requests and stuff mm-hmm. through the dms what's the strangest one you've, you've oh. got <laughs> i had a i had a funny one today actually <laughs> um but it was more it was from here in australia okay. and um i think it was someone who uh remembers me fondly from my pop r&b era and it was it's someone from the hip-hop scene you know basically wondering if I want to be sort of featuring on some like really hardcore um, Aussie hip hop track, which, uh, hey, I'm, I'm open to anything, but, um, and it wasn't that obscure a request, but it was just funny. Just, I, I feel like I have somewhat outgrown, outgrown that, that, that stage, <laughs> um, not to be better than it. I'm just sort of in a different place. And so it was funny just, to, I think 
some people just know you as something and you stay that way to them. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was funny. But, I mean, I get all sorts of random requests. It's it's usually for me the music dictates whether I want to get on board or not. So I usually just check out their page and see what they're all about. And sometimes, you know, I don't want to rain on anyone's parade, but some, sometimes the music is a bit questionable. <laughs> so <laughs> I try to just politely decline or, you know, make yeah. up a believable reason why I'm unavailable or just don't reply right <laughs> well I mean I try I I try to respond I'm I'm pretty responsive on my social media yeah. um and I you know it's it's a lot to maintain but I um I you know I if I'm if I actually have time to read it and you know you don't have to start a big dnm with people but I I, I don't feel um I'm not worried about just politely saying no or at least reading someone's message and giving them a response rather i'm not a big fan of just the don't respond unless someone's being a creep or an asshole or something oh, of know, course yeah, yeah. then they you know they can get a, a hard block <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the, well the reason i asked i mean that, that happens a lot it does um i know for myself you know because the way i contact people mm-hmm. if it's not if i haven't met someone yeah, through sure. someone and i think that's how i initially got hold of you yep that time ago mm-hmm. um so many people don't respond. Yeah, right. And and that's okay. I'm all, I'm cool with it now. Earlier, I, I think was I'm like, I think I'm from just from a generation. Just I may be at the bottom at the tail end of that generation that I find that quite rude. Yeah, so so do I. And um, yeah. so to me, it's important to respond at least say something. Thanks, yep. but no thanks. Or yep. you know, and I to me that's normal to do that. But I think that's become it's not required these days, you know, just to not respond seems to be acceptable, which yeah. in some contexts I think is fine. You know, if someone is out of line, then obviously you're not going to respond. But if someone's yeah. politely approached you about anything, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not that busy that I can't just say, sorry, no, I can't do this. Yeah, you know? fair enough. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I, I get it. When people don't respond, that's that's fine. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fine, you know. Everyone, everyone's different too, you know. Yeah. You've got to be cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, because I've got my back to the band. There's people coming in. Is there bands yeah, turning up and got, stuff? And so the uh, eager beavers of this gig like to come very early to secure their tables because there's no assigned sitting in this venue. So the um, the regulars like to show up really early. And we do have a couple of people already seated, seated in the front row. Um, oh, there's one, quite a few people Yeah, here one now. table is already fully uh, seated and the horn section has arrived. Um <laughs> And that's about it so far. I think I think the rest of them will dribble in shortly. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the band then mm. tonight. So who's who's playing? Absolutely. Um, well, Hamish uh, Stewart and Jonathan Schwartz, who are the backbone yep. of this operation, are um, in the rhythm section. But they are also quite frequently my rhythm section anyway when I play over here in Australia. And they played on your album. They played on the last record, yep. and um, Hamish is on pretty much all of the. The new record as well. Um, so, oh, I think that must be Ben is here. Ben Rogers on guitar tonight. Yep. Just warming up. And uh, Ben actually produced the new record that I've made with me. Um, so he and I worked on that. Sort of started in COVID actually. Yep. Um, that was another thing that I did to try and stay sane was I did a bunch of writing and, you know, we did a, a lot of remote writing for that. Mm. Um, and uh, who else is in the band tonight? Clayton Dolly on the organ. Mm-hmm. The horn section is James Greening on trombone, Matt Keegan on saxophone uh, and Nick Garbett on trumpet. Absolutely beautiful players and wonderful people. And uh, my dad plays piano tonight and um, in the BV section we have Mahalia Barnes, 
Rebecca Jensen, uh, Karen Lee Andrews, and my mum Joy. Bloody so hell! It's a That's pre- a hell of a band. It's a stellar band, <laughs> and, and you know, I'm um, lucky, lucky to be here. Yeah, it's it's really powerful, you know, and being able to—that's one thing about this this gig, this particular gig—is you can have this size band and you know that you're going to have enough people here to actually still get everybody paid which that's you know it's a legitimate concern if you want to have a four singers and three horns and two keyboard players in your band and (laughs) and make sure everybody gets paid you got to sell tickets and you know it's it's amazing to be able to just do that here and people love it you know they really get involved and it's it's really fun yeah so okay so that talking about vocal then so Mm -hmm. in those situations where you can you can bring in four BBs, mm-hmm. right? What's the sort of a minimum Ooh, that you'd you'd put that in, I would get that you would put in there? I I think for BBs you kind of want to have minimum two. Yeah, I okay. think to have one BV always feels a little bit weird um, because you can't really they can't they can't really sing uh, stacks with anyone, you know. So gotcha. if you have any sort of like long ooze or anything like that, it's just one note on its own, which feels a bit funny. So what's a stack? Sorry? Like a stack of harmonies. Like you can't okay. yeah, so you can like if you have like some long ooze or ahs okay. and you know they they're trying to be you want them harmonized, it's like well it's actually just going to be one person singing a long ooze on their own, which right. can feel a little bit strange. Yep. Um but you know, fortunately some of the guys in the band sing a little bit too. Ben's a really good singer. Clayton sings well, so you know, um sometimes um, I just have to lean on the boys to sing. It, it just depends. When I when I toured in Europe last year, I didn't have any singers. Um, so, you know, we. it was interesting for me because a lot of my music is really heavy on the BVs um, and I had to sort of just learn to sing the songs a little bit differently and um, it was a little more demanding for me. I had to really work the dynamic a lot harder without that sort of light and shade of them coming in and out. Um and just having their support as well. Um, but it was great for me because I I was able to just, you know, find a different pathway with the songs and and make it make it work. And um, you know, for touring and stuff it's it's not always practical to have a giant band like this. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah. much as I would love it, yeah. uh, it's you know, it's not always possible. Well it's mostly not possible. So um, you know, this is a, a real privilege to be able to pull the whole thing together like this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the new music. Sure. Right, because yeah. I've um, I've been cracking those, oh, those nice. first couple of songs. Thank you so much. So that's really cool. So, yeah, so, right, so that came about through COVID. Yeah, well, you know, I'd, I'd put out my um, Handle Me With Care in 2020 and then eventually I was able to come back to Australia in 2021. And, um, you know, I'd, I was – I'm always kind of writing I most of the time. Uh, so, you know, I, I, um, I actually had a bit of a stint with Mahalia and Ben at their place and Ben and I got in the studio. They had a studio at home at that point. And, um, you know, he's again, he's someone who's sort of working and writing all the time and very creative. And we've always had a good creative partnership, done lots of things together over the years. Um, but yeah, he and I got in the studio and did a little bit of writing on that trip in 2021. And that was sort of the, the seeds of what would eventually become this album that's almost it's basically finished now. Um, yeah, so it was funny though, because after that point, everything sort of, 
a lot of stuff happened remotely um, in terms of the writing but also the recording. So I would come, I, I'd come back to Australia and we'd try and do like two days and record some rhythm beds or something like that and then I'd go away and I'd do a bit of vocal here and uh, like it's been recorded all over the world in random places. Um, but we just pieced it together as, you know, best we could and... Um, I don't, I don't think it feels that way now that it's finished, um, but it was a real jigsaw puzzle, like trying to, you know, put it together, um, partly because of COVID at first, but then also because I I still wanted to use my, um, you know, uh, family of musicians here and I'm not here. So, you know, it was a challenge just trying to get everybody in when I was here for five days <laughs> and, and then, you know, just... Um, uh, then try to do the rest, you know, by long distance. But I think I don't think it feels like that now. Now that it's all finished and everything is together, I, yeah, I feel like it's all. Um, yeah, so it's a little yeah. bit more, a um, little bit more poppy. Hey Ben, how you going, man? Yeah, Good well, to see you, it's more and it's more electric. This this album, you know, yeah. like um, the the last one. There he is. We're just talking about you. It's <laughs> <laughs> Ben Rogers. Um, so, yeah, the last record, one of the um, focus points for me was to, to create something that would be um, suitable to feature mum and dad. Yeah. Um, whereas this time, um, they are still on the record, but I didn't make that as much of a feature as I did last time. So, um, you know, this this time it was... It's an electric album, like everything's electric bass and, um, you know, it's not – last time was all double bass and things generally felt a little bit more acoustic – not acoustic, but not as hard know, electric. You um, and, you know, probably the last record was more 50s, 60s influence. Mm-hmm. This is probably more 70s. Okay. Um, yeah. You so, definitely hear that. Yeah. Especially yeah. with the drums too. The drums seem to have a little yeah. bit more backbeating. Yeah, exactly. Sort of exactly. Up in the mix type. Yeah, a bit more punchy. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so Hamish is – plays on almost all the tracks yep. and my brother plays on a couple so that um yeah which your was brother's cool drummer, right? yeah he's a drummer too so right. yeah he's he was just there one day when we were in the studio and um we needed someone to play and he was perfect for it so it was just it worked out great yep. um and it's nice to have him involved as well because i didn't get him on the last one so okay. yeah he, he's in there on a track called shots fired yeah 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 that's yeah cool. so, so yeah what's what's his sort of um What's his music background? What, what's oh, he's a he's really a, he's a hip hop guy, and DJ yeah. Type. Yep. yeah, yeah. So he produces a lot of hip hop and club music. I'm going to say these days, okay. um, which is quite diverse. You know, from hip hop through to more dance music these days as well. But um, and he also plays drums. So his his sort of um, element of strength, I guess, is the rhythm. Yep. Um, but yeah, he does a lot of cool projects collaborating with different singers and rappers and yeah, he's got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lucky we did this half an hour earlier, eh? I know. Because it's... It's getting busy. It's getting hectic, eh? <laughs> it's getting kind of hectic. <laughs> um, oh, oh, okay. So you, what you spoke about too in the last interview was two things. You wanted to... You felt like you needed to try and reconnect with the audience. Yep. And re-establish yourself as an artist. So, do you think you've done that in the last five years? Wow. Um, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I reckon yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. That's interesting. I um, sometimes when you do interviews, you know, you say stuff, and then later down the track, you're like, oh my god, what, what was I talking about? But <laughs> that sounds pretty on point. Yeah. Um, 
I um yeah, I think I think I have, you know, definitely feel definitely more in a rhythm with um feeling like an artist again. Um it's definitely a challenge with uh all the work that I'm doing, all the touring work. It's it's quite hard to find the space. Yeah. Uh but uh yeah, I'm sort of back in it and I'm really thankful for my Australian audience. Um because I think a lot of people who had maybe supported me way back in the day seem to have kind of come back around and are here for another round, which is awesome. And, um, you know, it's it's definitely very much on a grassroots level right now. Like I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm not doing any arena tours anytime soon. Yep. Uh, but I am feeling like I can make music that I'm enjoying and share it live sometimes, which... That might sound kind of modest, but it's actually huge. You know, like people, it's really hard these days to, mm. to do anything and be able to, like, get it across the line, get it out and play live. And you know, just it's just so much of it. There's so much of it and, you know. There's it's, so much shit. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean. Really, all due respect, but. It's... Well, anyone can make music now, you know, which so the doors are open to anyone. You can do it on your phone, you know, you can. It's very um, accessible now to create music. Um, but. Yeah, that that just means that, you know, the floodgates are open in terms of there's no quality control anymore. Interestingly, I went to um I went to Motown Records recently when I was in Detroit. I, s- I saw that. Yeah. How was, how was that? It was amazing. But and I mean obviously it was very cool to be in the space and in those rooms and everything. Yeah, but yeah. what was really cool as well was also hearing about the um the process back in the day that they went how stringent it was for their quality control and like the amount of like um, the, the level of meeting upon meeting upon meeting that things had to clear before they were really? like approved right? for release and how, yeah, just, you know, so how seriously they took that. Sort of yeah, ship, right? exactly. And, you know, they had like really extensive teams of people who were, who all had a say on that stuff, you know, and lots of sort of really very high um, expectations of anyone who was working there. So I really, I loved that. I thought it's so the opposite of what we've got now where, you know, it's anyone's game, which, the, the the upside of today's version is that you know um, people who might not have had the opportunity before now have the opportunity because they have access, um, but you know that that sort of comes at a cost too. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. We just all got to deal with it. Yeah. So you're you're off touring again with yeah, Joe in, uh, a month from now. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. Yeah. So in that down any downtime there, are you planning to? I'm about do your own do your own stuff. Well, oh, so, oh, sorry. Let's let's back it up a little bit. So, when's the new album coming out? Oh yeah. Okay. So that's a that's a really good question burning on my lips. Um, <laughs> um, but probably May. Uh, it's looking okay. like May. Yep. And um, I actually do have a few little windows of opportunity in the middle of this year that I am going to try to maybe get back here uh, and um, yeah, come and play a little bit around the album release. Yep. And maybe over there as well. Uh, oh, cool. But, yeah, so I've, I've been playing a little bit uh, in the US. Not much, but, um, yeah, I've got a really nice band that I use in LA. And actually two oh, okay. Australian guys yep. and um, who, are, who are living over there now, Nick Maybury and yep. Christian Attard. Christian, yep, yeah. Yep. Um, but, yeah, oh, look, the man of the hour, here's Hamish tr- Stewart. Here's, here's trouble. Yes. Here he is. You know, he sang a song last night. Did you really? Oh. You're not going to see that tonight. We, we but were I do. putting bets on we're what you might sing it. tonight. Yeah, yeah. But I've got a gag for you. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Okay, so if you, um, if you dream about a toilet, yes. don't use it. 
Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, hang on, hang on. Oh, very good. Amazing. Oh. Oh, very good. I'm it? not my sure it was worthy. Off. I don't my, know if it was worthy of that. But... My, my comedic timing was crap there. Well, <laughs> that makes two of you. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, mid, mid-year, new record, going to try to come over and... Um, and, you know, do some shows and, and, yeah, see what happens next. Yeah, that's cool. So the U.S., typically a tough market for for internationals to, I think to crack, really? I think or, it's or just no? a tough market, full stop. Because okay. what, the, what, even for the Americans? Yeah, right? just, I mean, it's just, there's just so much music being made, you mm. know, and it's just exactly what we were just talking about before. Same thing applies over there. The difference is that over there, there is a mu- much more sort of, developed culture of consumption of music you know people really love going out to see live music they but you know musicians are respected like the art form is a little more respected i think than it Mm. is here especially Mm. things like jazz and things like that you know it's like when you know sometimes i feel like here in australia and this is maybe changing a bit but sometimes it's almost a joke that you're a musician you know it's like oh oh you do that for a living oh wow okay um you know as i feel like there's less of that over there. There's a more established sort of culture of going to gigs and paying money for music as well. Um, but, yeah, as far as artists breaking over there, I mean, it's, it's tough because it's, there's competition. You know, it's a flooded market. Um, but, you know, there's a far bigger population over there to play to. And what's cool over there is you can really hone in on local markets, you know, like okay. certain, certain areas like where I live is called the Pacific Northwest and, uh, you know, if I wanted to, I could really just try and hone in on the Pacific Northwest, like Seattle, Portland. Um, there's a sort of like a um, a circuit, I'd say, of, of cities. And you can sort of start small like that and try and grow from there. And that's all over the country. You know, people can be quite successful just in their little pocket and have sustain a career just like that, you know. So, yeah, it's it's good. So who were who some of the artists or, or acts in that Particular, mm-hmm. what did you call it? The oh, Pacific Northwest. Pacific Northwest. Mm. Well, you know, I or think who's come out of there? I think Alan Stone is yeah, okay. from Spokane, Washington, which is up where we are, like not too far, about a few four hours from where I live. Um, so he's one for sure. And then, um, God, you know, it's hard for me to pull names right now, but um, yeah, Portland, Oregon has a really sort of thriving like jazz and blues and uh, soul scene. A lot of cool artists coming out of there. So. Yeah, it's it's definitely possible to if if you're trying to just do do that as your you know um, your full time gig of just being an artist, like you can really focus on your local area and um, and make it happen to a de- to a degree. You've got to be good or lucky or both, course, yeah. you know. Right. But um, yeah, that that's possible. Mm. Yeah. And what about going back to tour in Europe? Yeah, I mm. mean, I was meant to go last year, and okay. then I just it wasn't financially viable for me to go uh it's it's a big investment and i'm like i don't have a big enough following yet over there to break even basically so every time i go it's it's an investment and i did it two years in a row and it was awesome um we had a lot of fun second time especially was really fun because i took my australian band um but uh it was um you know, it's, it's a big challenge to float it. And after COVID and not working for, you know, 18 months and all my, my, my supplies were a little depleted. And so, yeah, exactly. So I'm sort of just in that mode. So maybe this year, um, I'm also trying to take advantage of, um, when I'm in Europe with Joe, 
um, looking for opportunities while I'm on the ground over there or extending trips like that. So just to try to be a little bit more smart about it with mm. the travel. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's starting to really start get loud and rampy in here. So <laughs> it's I, a party in here yeah. already. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think we might wrap it up. Eh? I think I think we've all right, we've awesome. Covered every, everything. And, well, it's been great chatting again. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. I, I'm really looking forward to the gig. So, um, thank you. I'll let you get out to your people now. And <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Stevie. Right. Take, Take it easy. easy. Bye. Yeah, Yo, it's Stevie here. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you dig the Gig Life podcast, please subscribe, share, leave a review. Please follow us on Instagram and TikTok. You can send me a message if you have an idea for a guest or if you just want to say hello. This podcast is free, costs you nothing. But if you find the value in the Gig Life podcast, you can leave a tip or donation. Um, Links are in the show notes on your app. That's it for me for now. Catch you next time, guys. Cheers.